Okay, so I think we're gonna start off with uh, Dr. Meisner giving us some background here about, oh, Hosha, okay, great. Talking about uh, hepatitis C treatment here in the state of South Carolina. About hosting this conference, and uh, then he reached out to me, and then uh, he said, uh, he, he then said, do you want to speak for 10, five, 10 minutes? And, but uh, you know, Dr. Meissner has done some phenomenal work over here. What I'm going to do is just talk about um, maybe just a few slides on what we've been doing in South Carolina. Um, and in some ways, we are better off than other states. Some ways, we are not. So um, as you can tell, I'm a native South Carolinian. And, uh, um, but um, the, so the, uh, the, this is a situational analysis done by the health department um, from 2017. Um, all the uh, um, hep C tests are reported uh, to the health department. The problem with testing with hepatitis C is it is still not as routinely done as HIV. We're still not doing a good enough job with HIV, but with hep C, we're certainly not. Uh, there are pockets. Eau Claire is one of those. There are other centers, or FQHCs around the state that have really ramped up testing and treatment. Um, but we're still not doing a good enough job because you can see from this slide that there were only 6,000 cases in 2016. That is still an increase from previous years, but it's still definitely, it's not scratching the tip of the, sort of, the, it's just the tip of the iceberg there. South Carolina Health Department did some numbers a few years ago, and using the NHANES cohort, they came up with some numbers using the baby boomer cohort, and they said, okay, if the baby boomer cohort is about 26% of the state's population, and if you do 4% or 3.9% of that, the math came to about 69,000 or so uh, um, people in South Carolina with chronic hep C. Since then, most health departments have started using this Kinard estimate or Kinard, K-I-N-A-R-D model, which actually, because the NHANES cohort, the third NHANES from where this came from, um, excluded institutionalized people, they excluded the homeless, they excluded veterans. So there is this new thing, the Kinard method that's been floated around that our health department has used and it's in their official, official analysis which says that the estimates could be anywhere between 98,000 to 239,000 cases of hep C in um, South Carolina. So you can see we are just, we just don't know. And I think we have to ramp up testing, um, and that is getting better. So you can, it's a huge um, uh, sort of a, a range. I actually thought I would create a care continuum for, uh, for our state, and using Dr. Derek's help, I tried to but in a care continuum, to, for it to be meaningful, you want at least three, four bars. I could only find the first bar, which was the estimate of 239, and the last bar, which was so pathetic, about 3,000 treated. What Dr. Meissner and we need to do across the state is build a care continuum for the state, where you can have the estimated number with chronic hep C, those who are antibody positive, those who are viral load positive, just like the HIV care continuum that we talked about for years. Um, and in the interest of time. This is just a um, slide from the health department. This is the network that is used for various report, uh, infectious diseases reportings, including C. diff, et cetera, Scion. And you can see the cases are going up, but clearly not enough. Screening in pregnancy is still not, even though there is this guideline that came out in May that everybody should be screened, I don't think all the pregnant women are getting screened. And we know that the Appalachian area has a huge number of young 
women um, that, that have hep C that are, we're probably missing. One slide on HIV, because you can't talk about hep C without HIV, and you can't talk about HIV without hep C, I guess. Um, South Carolina is number 10 in the country for AIDS cases. And the city where we live in, in Columbia, is number six in the country for AIDS cases. Um, and you can see number six in the country for AIDS cases in 2016. And uh, Charlotte, Charleston, Greenville are down there. That's, so obviously there is still a problem. Um, in our clinic, we have about 2,400 HIV patients, 90% um, of undetectable viral loads, et cetera. Two more slides, then I'll stop. Um, how many have been treated? So let's estimate about 90,000 to 200,000 patients in South Carolina or people in South Carolina with chronic hep C. Very broad range. How many have been treated? So I spoke with Blue Cross Blue Shield because, because I'm actually on, I work with Blue Cross Blue Shield and with Medicaid. We work with Blue Cross Blue Shield and Medicaid on different things. So I got some numbers from them last week. That's why I couldn't get the slides to you in time. I was trying to get numbers so I can blame Blue Cross but, or somebody else. But so 24% of the state's population is under Medicaid. We didn't do Medicaid expansion, right? In January 2017, thanks to the efforts of Dr. Meissner and everybody else, Medicaid lifted the restrictions. Even when other states are still restricting, F1, F2s, F3s, F4s, our Medicaid opened it up to everybody. And I've been on their PNT for quite a few years now, and we, I, it's a wonderful evolution to see how our Medicaid really stepped up. Um, Medicaid fee-for-service, for those of you familiar with these numbers, uh, they have MCOs. Um, MCOs, it, it has all been carved out. So the fee-for-service the fee does all the hep C treatment. And so far, they've treated 1255. Blue, um, the state's largest commercial provider has treated about 1,200. So if you were to create a care continuum, Dr. Meissner, our first bar would be 250,000, and the second one would be maybe three, 4,000. So after a while, I just stopped, because it just looks quite pathetic. Department of Corrections has about 22,000 inmates, estimated 12 to 17% with hep C, and they are working on it. We work with the Department of Corrections also. So, and then there was a lawsuit um, uh, last year that spurred uh, the Department of Corrections. I was named in this lawsuit. Fortunately, it's sort of starting to fade away. I just want to mention three things, and then I'll stop. Two weeks ago, Dr. Meissner also got a call. We got a call from a pharmacy in Colombia that they had 150 courses of, um, and I'm going to take, instead of saying prod, I'm going to say Vikira pack. I have no disclosures. But prod, P-R-O-D, right? Peritavir, you know, ritonavir, ombitasvir. So they said, we've got 150 courses, and this is like the gold rush, right? But they're going to expire in January, <laughs> on January 19th. So the free clinic, um, we scrambled. We got 50 people at the prison, started on Vaikira Pack within 48 hours. And three people at our free med clinic. I heard somebody from the free med clinic, we need to touch base. Maybe we can get a few people on this drug. Um, um, we see work, uh, you know, there's a, there are free medical clinics around the state that are doing this work, um, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I forgot to mention the telehealth initiative that we work with. We do hepatitis C telehealth. We've been doing it for about four or five years. We used to do HIV telehealth. Um, and uh, we've treated, we've, and we have people presenting from around the, 
um, around, around the Southeast region, Dr. Meissner, Dr. Chastain, and I, that, uh, and Dr. Derek, Dr. Brian Love, um, and we have other colleagues who participate in this. So basically what we do is we, sitting in Columbia or in uh, Charleston or in uh, um, uh, uh, Nashville, we take cases, and this is like the tele-echo program. We don't see patients, we just give recommendations. And it's fairly simple stuff, right? Hep C is probably one of the, I hate to say it to our experts, one of the easiest things to treat, right? But this is our telehealth initiative. This is how we do it. We, it's CME accredited. It is approved by Medicaid. If a primary care provider in South Carolina wants to treat a Medicaid patient, they can present our ca their case in our teleconference and they get CME accreditation, and yet they can go to Medicaid and say, I've presented my case, ID docs have discussed it, Medicaid will approve the treatment. So we are sort of a way for you to get some um, um, education and get your patients on treatment. Um, but just wanted to thank the experts for coming down all the way to Charleston, and, uh, and um, thank you. If, I, if there are any questions, happy to take them. Um, yeah. So, so, so the fee. So what has happened is the um, the fee for service. They've carved out all the MC. None of the MCOs are treating uh, Hep C. So about 1.1 or 1.2 million South Carolinians are on Medicaid, right? About 200,000 are on fee for service. The remaining are with MCOs. None of the MCOs are doing Hep C. It's all being carved out for the fee for service. So one person and a group of pharmacists deals with all the hep C cases for Medicaid. And then they run the, all the difficult ones through, uh, you know, by us, so we can give them recommendations. Absolutely, yes. It'll still, Select Health won't pay for it. It'll still go, they'll carve it out. It'll go to the main fee for service. Yes. Um, I saw that the cases, all the cases are reported to DHEC in South Carolina. And my question is, how are they reported? And are the cases that I, have diagnosed, have they been reported, or was They're there all, something I was supposed to So the lab to has to, LabCorp, Quest, okay, the public okay, health lab, great. they all have to report, <laughs> and actually there are numbers in the DHEC situational analysis of what the percentages are. Thank you, yes? All you have to do is um, send me an email, send uh, uh, Dr. Meissner, me, Caroline, and it's a, we, so we started it off once a week, then the numbers came up, and now we're doing it four times a month, every Wednesday. One of, two of them are on Eastern Standard Time, one is Central, so that people from Tennessee can log in. It's, it's great fun. Thank you. It's one hour of just CME fun, and we talk about cases and do some education. Yes, ma'am. Prescribed restrictions um, with Medicaid, do you, do you have to prove that they're listed? Yes. It is still, thank you, it is still listed there that you have, yeah, so sobriety restrictions. So the question is, does our Medicaid have restrictions? It is not mandatory that you need to do a urine drug screen. They sort of recommend, and they want you to check that. But am I correct, Eric, that they don't, it is not mandated that you need a urine drug screen or they have to be alcohol-free for six months. We've really done a phenomenal job of opening it up to all stages and all, all sorts, IV drug users, et cetera. 